You're listening to episode 228 of the FitzPro podcast, and today is definitely for my online health and fitness professionals. We are going to go over building trust and credibility. This is something that I get a lot in my DMs that people ask about in FitzPro. It's where I see a lot of maybe imposter syndrome creep into the process of building your online personal brand. So I'm going to give you three strategies to position yourself as a trusted coach in the industry that, again, I think that a lot of people see as saturated, but I do not think it's saturated with high quality coaches, let me be clear. So if you want to establish yourself as a high quality coach in this industry, whether you are focused on nutrition, training, healing, hormones, chiropractic, PT, whatever area you fall into, I want you to be confident in establishing yourself in the skill set that you have. So that is what we are talking about today. Without further ado, let's dive in. The FitzPro Podcast is your no BS approach to seeking out truth in the world that is online health and fitness. You'll see through the lens of the trainer, the trainee, and the entrepreneur. I'm your host, Annie Miller. Certified strength and conditioning specialist, entrepreneur, lover of sleep, lattes, and dinosaurs, aka not your average fitspo. And my aim is to help you grow your mind, body, and business through knowledge and authenticity so that you too can become a fitspo. I cannot start a podcast episode for online health and fitness entrepreneurs without telling you about my free workshop. It is called Your Biz Your Way, Three Steps to Build a Profitable Online Health and Fitness Business. Check it out in the show notes. Again, it's totally free. Three steps to build that profitable business that you want. I'm not saying that it's going to happen quick. I'm not saying that it's going to happen overnight. I'm not saying these are the only three steps you need, but hopefully the workshop is a starting place to get you some clarity to help you be able to take some aligned action within your business or brand that you either have or that you want to build. So check that out. Go to anniemiller.co backslash workshop register for that. Today's episode can be applied to any platform where you provide content to an audience. That means podcasting, email, YouTube, Instagram, anywhere else possible, whether it is a search-based platform or a social platform, today's episode applies. I've been talking a lot lately about building trust with your audience because trust is the number one thing that we need as businesses in order for people to pay you. And most online health and fitness coaches I talk to want to get paid. If that's not happening for you, I would guess that trust and or awareness are the issues that are missing or the gaps within your approach in the online space wherever you provide free content. If you happen to be building a personal brand, then I believe you have an extra opportunity to expedite that trust, which is amazing. I'm going to say that again. If you happen to be building a personal brand, which most of the coaches that I work with are, then I believe that you have an extra opportunity to expedite, to speed up that trust process. People relate to and connect with people. You're the face of your brand and likely who the audience is going to be interacting with, especially when you are first starting out. Please do not limit yourself with how you could go about sharing any of this. I can see these three strategies that I'm going to give you sent in a newsletter 
on an Instagram story, whether it's in graphics or you talking to the camera in a um, graphic breakdown with context added, etc. So please keep your mind very, very open as you listen to this episode. And I share these three different strategies for establishing trust with your audience. When people come across whatever platform it is, if they come across your YouTube page, if they come across your Instagram profile, if they come across your blog, your website, if someone sends you to their website and you have uh, blogs or emails or something like that that someone can subscribe to, we want to show credibility and gain trust as fast as we possibly can. Now, the three things that I share with you today are not the only three things. These are strategies and aspects that I have seen work for myself and for other successful colleagues that I follow, as well as my Fitzbros Inside Fitzbro Foundations. People who do these three things are trusted, do have credibility, and do have successful businesses, successful business in the fact that people pay them for what they do because they trust them. Number one is walking the walk. This is showing your audience or whoever comes across your page profile, what have you, showing your process. That doesn't have to be the exact process that you use with clients. It just shows that you're walking this walk too. And maybe you're a few steps ahead of your audience, maybe you're decades ahead of your audience, but sharing them a process, showing them, excuse me, a process, is a very powerful way to create connectivity and trust with your audience. It shows relatability. And again, that doesn't have to be that they're going through the exact same experience as you. It's just that you're being vulnerable in sharing whatever your process is because it's inherently going to involve struggles and not wanting to do things and having to show up when you don't want to. It's going to show imperfections. And especially when we have a personal brand, that human piece is so important to build trust with your audience. You are a human and you struggle too, And this is how you make decisions within that struggle. This could be how you select foods, how you use a certain piece of equipment, how you rehab from injury, how you use a piece of programming within your training, the mental struggles and the overall process that you are currently going through. And that can change over time. I want to keep that really, really clear. You don't have to be going through the same exact process all the time. I just think that there is power in showing whatever process you are currently going through. You don't need to be more fit or more strong than your clients. However, it might make sense if you are also active and share whatever your own journey is from a training or nutrition or whatever makes sense within your area of expertise. I have said for years that you don't have to train the way that you train your clients or eat the way that you teach your clients to eat or even implement the same strategies that you use with your clients, but there is certainly power and I believe respect and trust built in seeing a coach apply themselves to whatever journey they are currently walking through. That could be strength training. That could be endurance training. That could be hybrid training. That could be putting on muscle. That could be a physique change. That could be entering parenthood and how you navigate habits and a morning routine while also having a very demanding addition to your life in a baby or children or what have you. 
if you would like to look at my process of becoming a mother who didn't ever see herself as a mother or plan that, that is a process that has created tons of trust and connectivity because of the way I've handled that and the way that I have shared about that intentionally in the online space, even though I don't even work with moms. I'm not a pre and postnatal coach. I mean, I, I do have a certification that is pre and postnatal through Girls Gone Strong, but I do not choose to work with that particular clientele. That is not my niche. And yet, just sharing my own experience, journey, choices, struggles, uh, triumphs through that process, I have built trust with my audience because of the way that I've carried myself through that. That's not to toot my own horn. That's to say that it doesn't have to be this direct same replica of whatever it is that you do with clients. So that wraps up number one. Number one was walking the walk, showing your process, creating relatability, sharing the imperfections, sharing that you're human. That is your superpower as a personal brand. It's sharing the messy, it's sharing the imperfect, but how you still show up every day and continue to grind or be committed to whatever it is that you have told your audience that you're committed to. And they can draw parallels from that for their own processes. They can see how you might work with them or how you might speak with them or strategies that you might use with them if they become a client of yours. Number two is really leaning into and capitalizing on client case studies or a self-study or use other people as examples if you don't have clients yet. This allows people to see the how. It takes them behind the scenes. This is specific to clients. So number one was walking the walk yourself, sharing your own process, your own journey. Number two is all client-based. It is helping a client PR. It is decreasing body fat. It is increasing muscle mass, experiencing food freedom. It is sharing how a client is eating more. It is getting someone out of pain by using movement and exercise and strength training. It is sharing where a client currently is or was in their process and what you did or what you plan to do or implement to get them from point A to point B. That is the power of client case studies or a self-study. If you're doing it yourself, if you're implementing a new training strategy or a new method for food prep. I have no idea. Apply this to whatever makes sense for your business, but showing how you're implementing something yourself can also apply to clients still within a client case study type of approach. And again, if you don't have clients, you can absolutely use other people as examples. You would do this anonymously. So you could talk about a friend, a family member, someone that you follow. You could talk about someone from your past and an experience that they had and the approach that you would take with that now. The whole point of this is to say, this is where someone is, this is the approach that you did take or would take to get them to a new point. And that can be a very measurable, tangible outcome, or that can be more of a subjective outcome as well. That fully depends on your business and your mission and kind of what your selling point is within your brand. Some of us sell something that is very specific, tangible, measurable. Some of us sell something that is more 
emotional transformation based, which is just as worthy. It's just different. So after you do client check-ins or during client check-ins, either jot down some notes or just do it in real time. This is actually how I built my first full client roster in the online space was through Instagram stories. I mean, it was mostly through referral, but from Instagram, the main success that I had was through showing true coach behind the scenes, showing a movement pattern or sharing a goal that a client had, and then sharing the programming and the coaching, the cues, et cetera, that I was giving them in order to make changes and then sharing those changes along the way. And the power in that is that someone can actually see, oh, this is exactly how Annie would work with me if I was to sign up as a client with her. So consider doing that if you have not yet. And again, that could be an email, that could be in Instagram stories, that could be in a YouTube breakdown. Like you can use this across many different platforms. Don't limit yourself. Number three is providing solution-based content. This is a much broader scale here. I think people get lost or held up when we say solve a problem. When we're talking about business and entrepreneurship, especially in the health and fitness space, sometimes thinking in that frame of solutions or tips can be easier to apply, I think, when it comes to content creation, rather than being problem focused, like, oh, what problem am I solving for people? It's easier to be like, what tips can I provide? How can I make somebody's life easier? I want you to focus on creating bite-sized, digestible content, like a piece of a piece of a piece of a concept. It needs to be something that they can apply immediately. So make it one thing. People could create so many more pieces of content if they broke them down into more digestible individual pieces of content. You could take one post that you have and create five to 10 posts from that one post if you actually broke it down and made it more applicable, immediately applicable to the consumer of that piece of content. This keeps your audience coming back for more, AKA they trust you. It's how you create that sticky content that I talk about. This shows that you know what they are currently experiencing, what they're thinking, what they're feeling, etc. depends on your ideal client. Sometimes before they are even aware of what they're thinking. That's what this type of content does is you provide an applicable bite-sized piece of content, something that they can go do to apply to their training, to their nutrition, to their mindset, to their day today or to their week this week. And then it works. They see whatever it is that you were talking about or they feel whatever it is that you were talking about. And they go, holy crap, this Annie chick is onto something. I want more from her. So they come back for more and more and more until they've received enough free value that they say, I'm ready to give this lady some money. That's what providing solution-based content is. Now for this to work, you have to know your ideal client and your niche, which are not the same thing. You'll find clarity on your ICA, which is your ideal client avatar and your niche through creating content and interacting or receiving feedback from said audience. That can be in a comment section somewhere that can be in direct messages that can be in email responses, wherever it, whatever response makes sense for whatever platform you're on. In my opinion, this is the foundation of the other two pieces that we talked about. 
in sharing your own journey and client case studies, having solution-based content first is the firm foundation. That has to be happening. And if you want to expedite that trust, like we talked about earlier, I would suggest doing this at a high frequency, whether that is email, whether that is YouTube, whether that is a blog to Pinterest or Instagram or wherever, high frequency is going to likely benefit you in expediting trust. People's exposure to you, people's exposure to bite-sized, valuable, usable content, that just gives you more reps and them more opportunities to make changes in their life. So I know that these can seem simple and that's because they are simple. Building trust is not a complex task. It is simple. That doesn't mean it's easy and that doesn't mean that it is super fast. It takes intention. It takes consistency. It takes time, but it does pay off, I think, if you do implement these three strategies. So maybe you're implementing one of them. Maybe you're implementing all of them, but you got some more ideas or just more encouragement through this episode to continue pushing into those areas. Maybe you've lost sight of sharing your own journey. Maybe you haven't been as on top of sharing client case studies and using clients as examples within your content. Do that. Make those changes after listening to this episode. Make sure that you're applying this episode to get the changes that you want and to build the trust that you want with your audience within your personal brand. If you enjoyed this episode, please give the show five stars, leave a written review. And if you're not on my mailing list, go to anniemiller.co slash news. There are exclusive podcast listener discounts at the bottom of every email. Until next time, I am Annie Miller, and thank you so much for tuning into the Fitz Pro Podcast. Podcast.